Welcome to the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. This podcast was created as a way to provide education and connection to the women of Middle Tennessee. My goal is to connect you with local women's health and fitness providers so you know what services are available in your area. I am your host, Amy Bailey. I'm a local women's health physical therapist, yoga instructor, and life coach. Thank you for joining the podcast and being a part of this amazing community. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. This is your host, Amy Bailey, and I want to welcome y'all to the 30th episode of the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. So just thank y'all again so much for being such avid listeners and supporters of the podcast. Um, Y'all are being so great at sending me suggestions of people to bring on and topics to include. So again, just keep that coming my way. I'm so thankful and I love bringing y'all content that you want to hear. So again, bring it my way. You can shoot me a DM on Instagram at the pelvic yogi, or you can email me and my name is spelled funny. It's A-I-M-E-E at thepelvicyogi.com. Those are probably the two best ways to get the information to me. But yes, thank you so much. Episode 30, here we go. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time today talking about a syndrome that I think a lot of people aren't aware of. And I think it's critical that all women understand this, uh, especially if you are a woman who exercises, which should be all of you, or if you are raising women or little soon-to-be women. I think it's important for you to understand what this is. And also if you are a healthcare professional, so you are screening for this. And what I'm talking about today is red S. So RED S stands for Relative Energy Deficiency in Sport, and that's a lot. That's a lot to remember, Relative Energy Deficiency in Sport, RED S. But you may have heard this as the Female Athlete Triad. That's what it used to be called, and I think over the years, people just realized that we needed something a little bit more comprehensive, um, that that wasn't truly descriptive of all the things that were going into play with this syndrome. So... The, I think it was the Olympic Committee, actually, who renamed it from Female Athlete Triad to Red S. And I'm so glad they did this because now it includes men also because they also can have these symptoms and these um, causes of energy deficiency that can affect all sorts of symptoms. But again, it's just so many more issues than just the Female Athlete Triad. So Basically, the okay, I'll give you the definition and then I'll just kind of sum it up for you. So the definition for relative energy deficiency in sport is impaired physiological function caused by relative energy deficiency and includes, but is not limited to, metabolic rate, menstrual function, bone health, immunity, protein synthesis, and cardiovascular health. So think of how many symptoms or um, systems that I just mentioned there metabolic rate, menstrual function, bone health, immunity, protein synthesis, and cardiovascular health. That is huge for the longevity of our life and the critical functioning of our life, to have all those systems working well and together to provide enough energy to sustain us and to not just have us functioning at a baseline level, but to be involved in sports or recreational activities or play with our kids or have a busy working career. So, Red S is really critical, and I think we really need to do a better job at educating people about this and understanding what it is. So just kind of dumbing it down for y'all a little bit, it's not having not enough energy to meet your demands in life. And 
most people think it's just for athletes, but again, it's just putting out more energy than you're taking in or overtraining and underfueling yourself. Those are very simplified ways to look at this, but I also just don't want us to think it's these high level competitive athletes. It is for sure, but I also want to throw in there anybody who's physically active. If you are a woman and you exercise, then you are an athlete in my mind. So if you are a woman who goes to yoga, if you're a woman who runs 5Ks, if you are a woman who goes to CrossFit, if you're a woman who does triathletes, if you're a woman who is in Cirque du Soleil, like all of these things, if you're a woman who works 60 hours a week, then think of how much energy you are putting out on a daily basis to meet that demand of your daily function. So yeah, anyone who's physically active, anybody who's competitive in nature or type A driven people who just sit down and work, 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 and grind and forget to eat, um, of course, are, you know, anyone who's got a rigorous training schedule, such as swimmers, runners, triathletes, bikers, any endurance sports, um, aesthetic sports, anybody who has to wear something that shows their body. So think about gymnasts like their leotards or dancers. I mentioned Cirque du Soleil earlier, any type of performer. So these people might be intentionally or unintentionally eating a certain way to maintain a certain physique for their sport. Busy moms. Think about that mom who's running around all day, chasing her toddlers, trying to keep them out of danger, and just eating their crumbs behind them because she doesn't have time to fix a good nutritious meal for herself. Or she doesn't want to just fix this healthy meal that she likes because she knows her kids are only going to eat chicken tenders and fries. I don't know. But just think about those women, too, are probably not getting adequate intake to meet their demands. Um... Busy professionals, again, it's that woman who might eat a healthy breakfast, but then throws a protein bar in her bag for her the rest of her day and stops and get, gets coffee, but not a full meal because she doesn't have time because she's got clients or Zoom meetings or whatever. Um, another category that I think gets left out a lot, it's anybody who is a caregiver. So um, you might be taking care of an elderly parent, you might be taking care of a friend, you might be taking care of a spouse, but anybody who's typically caring for another person and not just small children, but uh, caring for another adult, that really maximizes our time, our energy, and a lot of times we are not taking good enough care of ourselves or feeding ourselves well. So so anybody taking care of someone is falls into this category of who is at risk. All of these groups are at risk. Um, again, men are at risk, but I'm just not talking about males in this, but I want y'all to understand that, that, that they are at risk too. So you might want to screen anybody who is um, a male or identifies as a male in your life too, because we don't want to, we don't want to neglect them either. Um, the prevalence, and this is going to relate back to female athletes, which again, I'm using athlete very broad because I believe anybody who is active is an athlete. So the prevalence in adults is 20%, and this is adult females, and the prevalence in adolescent females is 13%. That's a huge chunk of our population who could have this syndrome. So again, we just want to really be cognizant, be educating any women in our life and looking at them and seeing if they have any of these symptoms or signs that I'm gonna be talking about. So we can do just kind of a rough screen and there are some screens for this. So if you're a healthcare professional and you don't know what the screens are, reach out to me. I don't really wanna go through all the screens tonight in this podcast, but um, just a like down and dirty screen if you're just looking at your female counterparts. Um, anybody who has not started their period by 16 years of age, that should throw a red flag up to you. Like, hey, something's going on with their health. 
So you might want to get them into a gynecologist or at least their primary care provider and just see what's going on there. Um, anybody who's missed three periods in a row, but they are not pregnant. Again, that is not normal. We should have a normal menstrual cycle up until, you know, we're getting into perimenopause or menopause age. So if you have not hit that life stage yet of perimenopause, where your cycle is going to start changing, but if you're in a normal cycle and you're anywhere from roughly 12 to roughly 40s, um, and you have had three missed periods in a row, it's time to check in with someone and see what's going on. Um, anybody with repetitive or chronic injuries, this should throw up some red flags. Um, and these aren't just like, you know, I fell off on a bike. I mean, this is like I was just running and now I have another stress fracture. So think about people who are getting chronic or repetitive or slow to heal injuries such as stress fractures or shin splints, hip or back pain. And we really need to question and see what's the root cause of these injuries. Why aren't they getting better? Why are they slow to heal? Why do they keep coming up? So um, anybody who also has a low body index, body mass index, so think of your the people who you consider to be um, thin for their height. Now, everybody has a different body shape, body makeup. I get that. Some people are smaller in stature, more petite, more small bone than others. But we still want to pay attention to these people who tend to be smaller in stature or people who, when you look at them, you're like, they're awfully thin for their height. So it doesn't mean that something is wrong, but we want to investigate it and at least screen and rule it out if there is nothing wrong. So again, don't ignore it. If you're looking at someone and you're like, I'm wondering about their health, let's just dig into it a little bit. That just helps us all stay healthier and live longer lives anyway. So those are just quick and dirty screens, but some of the symptoms that these women may have, um, again, the missed periods, the irregular cycle, any recurrent injuries, um, constipation and bloating. Our gut health is um, affected because a lot of times we are in a state of stress when we are not adequately fueling our bodies. And this can really disrupt our whole cycle with digestion, with motility. And so any constipation or bloating is another symptom. Disrupted sleep is one. Um, poor performance or difficulty when you're upping your training. So if previously in the past you've trained for a big race and you did well and you know it was hard but overall there wasn't any usually you if you train harder you got faster, better, ran longer or whatever. Um, but if you started upping your training this time and your um, performance isn't meeting that increased training, that's a red flag to you like hey, what's going on? Why is my body not is it not meeting the demand that I'm putting on it? So again, that could be an energy deficiency area that you're not meeting. You're just not adequately fueling your body for the performance that you're trying to create there. Brain frog, frog brain fog, or decreased constant, uh, gosh, there I go again. I may have some energy deficiency syndrome. I'm recording this at 9, 12 at night, so it's at the end of my day. But brain fog or decreased concentration is another symptom. Uh, cold intolerance, it's warm outside and you've still got your sweater on. Something might be going on there with your health. And so it's time to kind of look at that. Is that something related to how much energy intake you're getting? Um, abnormal heart rate. Again, if you are getting low heart rate readings or too high of heart rate readings, it's time to definitely dig in and see what's going on. Um, you can get heart palpitations, um, 
Cardiovascular health is huge for women. It is the number one killer for women. And I think that's something we don't think about a lot. Um, we hear breast cancer all the time, um, but actually heart disease and heart function is our number one risk factor as we age for women. So if you're not getting enough nutrition, it can definitely affect your heart. And I think that is really important to know from a very young age, because what we do as adolescents can set us up for health later in life. So um, the abnormal heart rate is a real big one. I actually want to put a huge star by that one. Um, decreased coordination, irritability, anxiety. If you're irritable and anxious, that's going to go back to the poor sleep pattern or decreased concentration, the brain fog, and decreased sex drive is another one. Um, especially if you're having decreased sex drive around ovulation, when you typically should be feeling pretty good, pretty spunky, your energy should be up and you're not, you're feeling flat during that time, that's another area that should be looked into. And having someone who's qualified, such as your um, a functional medicine doctor or a good primary care or gynecologist to look at your hormone function and see what's going on and if it's something simple that can be tweaked or if your diet can be changed or what's going on. So as far as the missed periods, this is really important as women that we have a regular cycle. And we don't, if we don't have one, it affects, it affects our bone health, which we don't think of a lot of time. Of course, we always think, well, it affects our fertility. So if you're not having a normal cycle because you're not meeting your energy demands, then, and you're trying to get pregnant, that's going to perhaps slow that process. Just know that. But if we're missing periods, that's going to change our estrogen in our body. And our estrogen levels are important for maintaining the calcium in our bones. So if we're not getting enough calcium in our bones, then our bones are going to get more porous, which can re that can lead to increased stress fractures or just weakness in our bones that later in life can set us up for problems. So say you're an adolescent and you're not getting enough nutrition and your calcium is affected, which means your bone health is affected. You may be great and not notice any problems in your 30s, 40s, but let's say you hit 65, 70, 75, and you fall and break a hip because you have brittle bones from things that weren't taken care of at a young age, that can be devastating to your health. So it's really important. Missed periods can be a sign of a bigger picture that can really manifest itself later on in life. Um, but again, like if going back to like our strength and our coordination, um, if we have decreased coordination, decreased concentration, a little bit of muscle weakness, that's when we're setting ourselves up for injury. And then we've got that, that injury that is slow to heal. And it's slow to heal because we're not providing enough adequate nutrition to our body. Um, our immune system is at risk with this. If we are stressed, and I know we're all stressed in the middle of this pandemic right now, but if you're not adequately meeting your um, needs for nutrition and for energy intake, then your body is feeling stress. And you may not even realize it at the time, but when we are feeling stressed and we're releasing that cortisol, which affects our gut health and our inflammatory response, then we're setting ourselves up for decreased immune function and especially for respiratory and GI infections. So, you know, right now, I think with COVID in the forefront of our minds, we know how important health is and immunity, and we've got a major respiratory infection circulating around our, um, our world right now. So it's really important right now to kind of be understanding of Red S and understand how it can affect our immunity um, aspect as well. So just some of the, like, the root cause and the why. Um, sometimes people just assume 
that athletes or um, women in general are intentionally trying to not um, nourish their bodies well, and that's not always the case. Sometimes that is the case, and we need to identify that early and, you know, get these people the help that they need or the counseling that they need um, to help address any eating disorders or um, body image disorders, but sometimes it's just what they call disordered eating, and that is those people who just aren't paying attention to what they eat. They're eating enough calories, but they're not nutritionally dense food or good nutrients, and they might even be malnourished and not even realize it because they're eating what they consider as enough food uh, or calories. Um, sometimes it is people who don't understand how many calories they need for their adequate output. So they're eating and they feel full, but they're actually not eating enough to meet their demands. Um, and sometimes it's just people are too busy and they are just throwing that protein bar in their bag and going on with their day and they don't even feel hungry because they're so busy and they've got so many distractions. So it's not always intentional, people not getting enough um, intake. Sometimes it's just life and stress. And so sometimes we need people who can help keep us accountable and get us back on track. So as far as like who helps with this, you know, a lot of times screening and educating is the first step, I feel, and understanding the root cause and why possibly this athlete is not meeting their demands for energy. Is it carelessness? Is it busyness? Or is it intentional? But once we've kind of um, screened them and realized, hey, this person might have something that needs to be looked further into, there are so many professionals that can be trained to help with this. And sometimes it takes the whole team. But I feel like if it's definitely, if there's an issue with heart health, or bone health or hormones, we need to get an MD or a functional medicine doc on board as quickly as possible, and possibly both. Um, I think a physical therapist is great, especially if we're seeing increased injuries and we wanna rehab them well and get them returning to their sport or returning to their life or teach them how to prevent injuries or even educate them on what Red S is. Um, a good trainer, personal trainer is great for progressing people. Once they've gotten out of the rehab stage and getting them into the strength stage. Um, but I think a dietitian or a nutritional coach is absolutely required for anybody who has red S. So if you need a good dietitian, I know several, I know several nutrition coaches too. So, um, but these people are going to really understand what's going on with these athletes and look at their body and calculate how many calories that they need according to their energy demands. So getting a good dietitian or nutrition coach on board is definitely like no argument there. We need those. I think another health professional that sometimes gets um, forgotten about is a sports psychologist. And so anybody with Red S who is an athlete, especially a competitive athlete, needs a sports psychologist on board. These people are really going to understand the mindset that's needed for sport. Um, if you're an athlete or even someone who just uses um, exercise or sport as a stress relief, you do not on any account want to stop exercising. Um, if you're a runner, I mean, you miss running when you're not running. So having someone on board who can understand the psychology behind sport and the motivation behind why you do your sport and what your sport entails and how much energy is needed for that sport, that's going to be really critical. But again, our, our hope is just to match our energy intake with our energy demand and to have those two balanced. Um, one thing I'm not sure I mentioned earlier, but I just want to make sure I throw in here is that I've mentioned the irregular periods. Um, and that's, again, a critical thing to notice. If you are missing periods, there's something going on with your health that is not normal. 
but if you're on oral contraceptives, this can mask the symptoms. So you may have some of these other symptoms increase injuries, um, brain fog, um, fatigue, but you may have regular periods. That does not mean that you don't have red S. So just pay attention if you're on the birth control pill or if you're on some other type of hormonal birth control, it may affect your period. You still may have regular cycles or some people have no cycles on certain birth control. So just realize that that may mask some things and you just may want to kind of dig a little bit deeper too on that. But I always feel that knowledge can improve our health and performance, especially in athletes. So this is my purpose in educating on this tonight. I just really think knowledge is power and knowledge is going to help us be better and perform better in our day-to-day -day life, no matter if that's an athlete or a busy mom or a healthy working professional or someone taking care of an elderly parent. But our goal is always to get back to whatever we're doing and to do it to the best of our ability. We don't want to feel fatigued when we're doing our activities and we don't want to be injured when we're doing them. Um, when we are um, helping people with red S, we kind of classify them into kind of the light system, like green light, yellow light, red light. And if you're interested in this at all, you can Google it. There are several charts on the internet that will show you if you fall into a green, a yellow, or a red category and how you would progress these athletes. And usually if you're in the red category, you have to stop your sport or you have to stop exercising. And that is really hard for athletes. And I mentioned this earlier, and that's why a sports psychologist needs to be on board with this type of, of thing. But usually if somebody falls in that red category, there has to be some sort of accountability. There has to be like a treatment contract is what they call it. And this needs, you know, sometimes we just can't do it on our own and we need someone to help walk us, walk with us on this journey and help us understand even though we're motivated to exercise, it may not be the best thing for our health right now. It's really important to fuel our bodies and to get adequate nutrition before we can go back to some of these exercises or demands on our body that it's going to zap us of our energy. Um, but some of the just suggestions that I have is, you know, if you are injured or get frequent injuries, find a good quality rehab professional to help get you through that so you don't risk more injuries later. If you're getting frequent fractures, you may need a bone min mineral density test um, from your primary care provider. Um, any hormonal changes, again, hormonal changes and gut health changes take time. So being patient and being consistent is the key with those, but also finding a good functional medicine doc or gynecologist to help, especially with the hormone issues and getting you on a good plan. Um, but being mindful with your eating, I think is a key to this. Um, it's really hard. We're all busy, no matter what that busyness comes from, whether it comes from uh, being a busy working, you can be a working mom, not just a busy working professional, but throw on top of that a mom, um, or just being busy in general from taking care of an elderly parent or being busy because you're in competitive sports. Um, but really working on some, maybe some meal planning and, um, working with a dietitian or a nutritional coach to set up a good plan for you and someone who's going to hold you accountable. And you can say, ah, oh, you know what? I slipped today. I just ate that protein bar for lunch. And they can say, okay, well, tomorrow I'm going to need you to do this and let's do this. And how about that? And just having someone on your team to support you. Um, but chewing your food, that's going to help with your digestion. That's going to help with your absorption of your nutrients too. And um, just getting the adequate nutrition you need. 
but I'm certainly not an expert in this this area. I just wanted to kind of bring up Red S and make y'all aware of it. I would love any feedback on this or comments you have related to this. If you know someone or you think you might have it yourself, reach out to me. I can help guide you to maybe a provider that will help you or reach out to your primary care physician. Um, I think it's important, again, that we understand how important nutrition is um, in relation to our stress. And mitigating our stress is always going to be key here. So making sure, I say this all the time, but making sure we're doubling down on our self-care and doubling down on our self-care also includes eating well and eating enough to meet the demands of our life. So anyway, thank y'all so much for listening again. I hope this was helpful. I hope this was kind of some new information for people. If it's not new to you, maybe it just reminded you as a healthcare provider, hey, I need to be screening for this a little bit more. So hope everybody has a great week. Thank you again for just joining me on the podcast and I look forward to talking to y'all next week. Bye.